What's up, my friends? It is Tim Robinson here from Video Game Fury. It is Wednesday, November 8th, 2017. I'm here, to, as always, to give you the latest in the video game news, latest releases, video game playthroughs, and my continuing journey studying the craft of the game development for all you aspiring game devs looking to learn a little bit about what this craft is all about. So you never like starting off a show really getting to bit of some bad news in the world out there. We've seen it quite a bit lately in the video game space as well with just uh, job layoffs or restructuring of studios or just controversies about what some of the publishers and developers are doing on the market. The one that kind of hit me today was the announcement from Telltale Games, the guys behind many of the big uh, story-based games of Walking Dead, Batman, Minecraft, Guardians of the Galaxy, and so on. CEO went out and uh, put an announcement today that they are cutting off 25% of its workforce, which, according to them, equates to about 90 employees across all of uh, the company's divisions, and the layoffs are considered effective immediately. And the reason they're going this is that they wanted to try to make the company more competitive, and they wanted to be able to try to move forward and uh, reorient their organization to be able to focus on delivering fewer and better games with the, with a smaller team. So it looks like they are really trying to try to scale back here. Uh, they really have grown a lot over the last few years. Uh, I can obviously think back to the very first season of Walking Dead that was such a huge hit for them. Not only presenting the idea of a purely story-based game with point-and-click adventure qualities, but really just kind of the revival of the point-and-click adventure game overall uh, that had seemed to have been dormant for such a long time uh, since the 90s before this first season came out. And then the floodgates just opened for these guys. I mean, we've gotten three seasons of Walking Dead so far. We've had Fables, one of my favorite ones, The Wolf Among Us, that came out not too long after that. Uh, we've had Game of Thrones, Minecraft, as I mentioned earlier. We're currently playing through the first season of Batman. I know there's a second one currently going on right now, Guardians of the Galaxy. And they recently announced that they're going to be finishing off Walking Dead with the fourth and final season, along with the second season of Wolf Among Us. And, uh, yeah, and then the second season of Batman, as I mentioned earlier. I think for these guys, they this is a case of a company growing way too quick. I think they realized they saw a big success in Walking Dead when they first uh, really put themselves on the map in the video game world. And then you just ups the, up the headcount after that, uh, not really uh, trying to think and scale across what can they actually do. I mean, there's a, lot, there's a lot of stuff that Telltale is doing. You can't help but hear them constantly coming out with some game every couple of months. And granted, this is just like an episodic game we're doing here, as, as each of their series is. But you usually will get at least a good four or five hours of playthrough through it. Pretty, pretty not bad at a, not bad at a single player experience, if you ask me. I think they also are being called out on their the, the technology they're using as well, because they also had mentioned in the statement that they're going to be shifting internal development to more proven technologies that will fast track innovation in its core products as it works with new partners to bring its games to new audiences. Where I interpret that as is we're going to find some other partner to up the game engine. Maybe it's an Unreal Engine, maybe it's Unity or something. I don't know. 
but they clearly are trying to up the tech stack in the way they deliver their games. This has been one of the complaints that, for all for all, they do good in terms of storytelling and writing and dialogue and, and all that. I think one of the major criticisms they've had to stomach the last couple of years is that they have an outdated engine. And, and some of it works fine for I mean, a lot of the licenses they've been using have been comic book licenses, so uh, the style they've chosen to go with in the comic book format obviously makes sense for a game like Walking Dead or Batman or Guardians of the Galaxy. But I think as far as like the tools they needed to up their game and, and make more games that are kind of aesthetically pleasing to today's audience, they've kind of fallen behind on that, is, is what I could tell. I still enjoy their games every now and then, um, you know, other than maybe the occasional glitches and the crashes that happen. I tend to play their games on my iPad than anything else, because I like taking it on the go and, and touching the screen. So we'll have to see how this turns out. Obviously, you know, like any other studio that closes, like a Visceral that we know closed down a couple of weeks ago, although a lot of those guys, I'm sure, got to go somewhere else within the EA publisher portfolio. With these guys at Telltale, we don't know where exactly their framework is next. I mean, they were cut off immediately. We hate to see jobs like this lay off, but it looks like this is something that Telltale is really rethinking and structuring, so we'll just have to see how it plays out. All right, I think the meat of the discussion that we're going to talk about today is the Xbox One X. It just released into the market yesterday. And a lot of people are questioning if it's worth putting down the 500 bucks necessary to get the full-fledged graphical gaming experience that you all love to have in your, in your living rooms or your bedrooms or wherever you play. Full disclosure for me, I'm still on the original Xbox One. I know this has been discontinued as of a couple months ago uh, in favor of the Xbox One S, so I've been kind of waiting for this moment to kind of see what my future picture of Xbox is going to be. Uh, you know, it's a good it's a good console and very well designed, but you know, I'm getting tired of that big power brick taking up my space in my entertainment center. So having one where I could just immediately plug in the two prong plug uh, will be a great benefit for me. But I digress. So I've I've frequented a couple of reviews. I've listened to a podcast about early impressions. I think the Kotaku review on it that posted is a pretty good one, and Kotaku is pretty good about giving extensive detail about everything anything and everything when it comes to a game or a piece of hardware. The consensus I got is pretty much what I expected to happen when this launched. It is the most powerful gaming console in the markets. The specs have clearly shown that. Microsoft has shown it so much through their conferences and presentations that it's much more powerful than the PS4 Pro. Where we seem to, where it seems to work the best obviously is if you have a 4K TV if you, uh, if you have even like HDR specs added on there, that is even more enhanced. But even without that, there's plenty of uh, 4K enhancements that uh, will come through your games when you pass them over to your Xbox One X if you had them on your other Xbox One platforms. So you, get, you, get, you definitely get a good chunk of uh, upgrades, graphically speaking, in a lot of these areas. Uh, where I, The couple of things I've noticed is that one, the memory storage does not justify having a one terabyte storage anymore. Now, yes, you do have the external hard drive capabilities where you can add as much as you want, but for folks that may not be fully aware of this stuff, this could be a problem. Uh, the one podcast I was listening to, she was uh, re-downloading Gears of War 4 with the 4K, 4K upgrade patch. 
Gears of War on its own is a pretty hefty beast. I think it's like 50, 60 gigs on its own. And she had mentioned that when they installed the patch, it upgraded it to like 120 gigabytes. I basically double the amount of the game. That's that's insane. But you know, you get what you you guys what you get get what you get when you're looking for the upgraded 4K capability. So there you go. So that's one thing to be concerned about is that already you're looking at possibly only a few games being capable of installing on a standard one terabyte drive. So I think Microsoft's going to have to rethink these bundles. Uh, even though they have the external capabilities in the hard drives, I think they're going to need to consider pushing it to like two or three terabytes. It's not like memory is that expensive anymore or storage is that expensive more anyway. Um, so I'm sure we can convince people to easily put down another 50 bucks to push to a two terabyte drive if they wanted to sell that with a game. But I think the real elephant in the room is, once again, what everyone's been speculating is, what are you selling me here? What games are you telling me that I can play on here that will justify me buying the X? Like I mentioned earlier, Crackdown 3 was supposed to be one of those big games to launch with that, and it got pushed into spring. Forza definitely looks great. I'm not a driving fan. I'm sure there's quite a few of it that aren't either. I don't consider that to be the, the game to really sell it, to be honest, if I'm really being honest here. I mean, from all I've heard, it works just as well on an Xbox One or an Xbox One S. So, you know, is it, is it really enough to be that killer app to allow me to get on the Xbox One X? And I think what's really going to be hurting Microsoft here is because they have this Xbox Play Anywhere initiative where the games you can play on Xbox and also be available on Windows 10. So you've got it on PC. A lot of people love doing it on PC because you have the ways to customize your your rig, your, your PC, to have the latest cards as much as you want. You can't really do that with a console. Uh, Xbox One X, as much as it may be powerful now, you know, we already know probably in the next year or two, maybe three, there's already gonna be something on PC that's gonna be much better than that. I mean, I, I don't know how far we are in graphical capabilities on PC. I really don't pay much, play much on PC anymore, but you, it's, it's why PC continues to be one of the oldest game players on the market here for over 20 plus years because it continues to be the best way for a lot of people to play with, with customizing their experience any way they want. But now this initiative of playing anywhere is just, you know, it's like, well, why do I need this Xbox One X now if I can just get the game right on, on PC through Windows 10? That's, that's the real challenge and the really kind of bottleneck that Microsoft has kind of put themselves under through this by allowing this to happen. I'm sure they had good intentions about cross-play um, and, you know, trying to enhance their other uh, their other products on the Microsoft line, but I really think you're just hurting yourself sales-wise when you got something like PS4 on the market that can still deliver that enhanced gaming experience of PS4 Pro, but they can at least sell you in the fact that, hey, we've got these exclusive games like Horizon Zero Dawn and uh, uh, Uncharted Lost Legacy to really let you know what we think the experience will look like if you were to enhance it in 4K. That's a selling point that uh, I think helps PS4 and helps them to drive more hardware sales by having that library, whereas we know Xbox is struggling with first-party content as of late. But then you also consider the Switch, too. One of the biggest successes of the year from Nintendo came out early this year being a hybrid handheld console. 
when and and for the stats we've seen, what we've reported, what's been reported online, is that a lot of people are playing in the handheld mode. Handheld mode only runs at 720p. It's not even 1080p resolution. So Nintendo, you know, we we always give them crap for a lot of things, and justifiably so. But at least they they're at least thinking about you know the design and and just a really good game quality experience that they know that we know them very well with when it comes to their first party games. They don't really care about the resolution. They care about the quality of what they output. So I think uh, Microsoft needs to look at that. I'm going to be very curious over the coming holidays, holiday months that we have coming. They got competition on all sides here, including their own, because of the fact that they're competing themselves on PC. You know, you can have the greatest features in the world. They are 4K, HDR, uh, all, all these great display technologies, but, you know, it's all in early stages, and I think you're really going to see a good Nishay hardcore audience that just needs to have that newest, latest, uh, and best technology to you know justify you know why they need it. So for me, I think it's kind of pretty square with me. You know, as, as I said, I only had the original Xbox One. I feel like I'm just going to go for the Xbox One S and Kotaku. Uh, they 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 put that as well, where they have a section where it asks if you should upgrade, and it asks if you do have an original Xbox One, you should definitely do it, but not necessarily to the X. Uh, the S tends to be much faster. It's smaller. Uh, it's got it's much more cooler, uh, cooler in the sense of like heat heat ventilation and everything. Uh, and of course, dirt cheap too. The one terabyte model currently is at two fifty, and with Black Friday around the corner, I'm sure there's going to be some deals that may push that down to two hundred for all we know. So I may end up just getting the S to satisfy my experience. You know, I just don't see a need for an X anytime soon. So let me know what you guys think. Are you plowing down money for an X? And if you have already, you let me know what your what your thoughts on it so far. I'm, I'll be very curious to see if you feel it's justifiable for uh, whatever particular needs you think it's going to give you. I'll be very curious what you guys have to say. So if you're like me, you want to get deals. I'm all about the consumer. I uh, want to get the best deals as possible. And as we know, we're a couple of weeks away from the Black Friday deals. Now, I've kind of soured on Black Friday. I tend to be more of a Cyber Monday type of guy because, I mean, at this day and age, we're in the Internet age. Why do I – I mean, we're, we're – we're going to stores like Best Buy and Target and Walmart on Thanksgiving Day itself now to get these block blockbuster deals, these doorbuster deals, I should say. It just eats into that time that we usually are spending with our family and friends, eating turkey and watching American football, you know, tradition. But I gotta say, I mean, I even as I soured on Black Friday over the years, I do kind of make a joke out of it sometimes like uh, people that are getting up at 4 in the morning to wait online for these deals uh, and what I usually do is I'll go I'll go early in the morning but I'll go in like 8, 9 o'clock in the morning to Target uh, or Best Buy or something and there's still pretty good deals left like last year, like a couple of years ago I picked up a Samsung 60 inch for 500 bucks you know, I got there 8 in the morning and it was still there so you got that. A uh, whole bunch of game deals last year at Target. I picked up like games like Battlefield 1 and Bloodborne and Titanfall 2. These are games that were like 20 30 bucks each. Still there 
Friday morning, you know, not bright and early like everyone else. So I still was able to get my sleep in while everyone else is getting up at ungodly hours on under freaking days off of all things. I mean, the worst thing I want to do on a four-day weekend is to get up early. <laughs> so so I, I, it's, it's kind of my running theme and joke to come home after picking up all that stuff on Friday and say, hey, guys, this is what I got, and I didn't have to get up at 4 in the morning. So I'll be doing that again for sure, uh, especially after looking at some of the deals we're getting here from Best Buy and Target. I mean, this is a pretty good list of for for any of you folks that are looking to shop for for your kids or your loved ones or just you know want to splurge on yourself. Uh, we got Best Buy first. They're showing stuff like the consoles. There's like a two hundred dollar version of the base PS4. They're selling a two twenty nine version of the Xbox One S. Controllers. 30, 40 bucks each between Xbox and the DualShock 4 for Sony. And then the games gets really, really interesting. Call of Duty World War II. I mean, the game only just came out last week. They're selling that for $39.99. That's, that's pretty, pretty legit for a game that's uh, coming out traditionally this time. I don't know if they've done that the previous years for Black Friday, but that's pretty cool. Uh, the 29.9 editions there, you've got Destiny 2, all the sports games like Madden, NBA 2K, FIFA, uh, Shadow of War is on this list, Final Fantasy 12, the Zodiac Age, which is the remake of the original PS2 game, and then Fallout 4 Game of the Year edition. It gets even better as you go down the, the list further, 24.99, Crash Trilogy, Tekken 7, uh, Sonic Forces, Rainbow Six Siege, and then there's, and again, there's two games here that just came out last month, Evil Within 2 and Wolfenstein 2 are on this list for $24.99. You want to go even further than that? $19.99, Ghost Recon, Uncharted Lost Legacy, Horizon Zero Dawn, Resident Evil 7, uh, Uncharted 4, Injustice 2, Halo Wars 2. I mean, these are $19.99 games. I mean, it's it's ridiculous. The games that you know we've got this year, they're going to be so dirt cheap. Uh, you could go even further, fourteen ninety nine, if you want. Uh, if, you know, these are lesser known and not as hailed much, but we got Mafia Three, Mass Effect, Andromeda, Halo Five, uh, Doom, Ukulele, and then the nine ninety nine deals is Red Dead Redemption and Grand Theft Auto Four. So just Best Buy alone is ridiculous. Uh, I was looking at Targets earlier, and they had similar type of deals, uh, especially with the uh, Assassin's Creed Origin was listed as $39.99. I'm like, hell yeah, I'm getting that. <laughs> so um, it's the perfect time for people to get their shopping done, but especially for you hardcore guys that were on the fence about trying to buy this stuff first day. I mean, I'm glad I did what I did, when, especially with that one day uh, a couple Fridays ago where both Assassin's Creed, Wolfenstein, and Mario came out the same day. I'm really glad I waited this one out because it looks like, you know, the deals are kicking in. That's all it takes. I'm here. I'm looking out for you guys. So go <laughs> go check that out. Uh, the, the advertisements are up there on their sites right now. Uh, get yourself prepared for a busy shopping season. And lastly for today, we just want to play a call in to end things on uh, a pretty funny note, uh, uh, one of my listeners has called in to comment on just the overall podcast, but also to uh, talk a little bit about the Extra Life uh, initiative I went through where I did the gaming marathon this past weekend, and it's uh, 
I'm not sure what to think of it, but it's just funny as heck, and I appreciate him for calling in for doing this. So you you guys just gotta you guys you guys just gotta listen to this. Uh, thanks again, thanks again for listening to me here. Leave any thoughts uh, or call-ins on the anchor up here, uh, or you can uh, find me on Facebook as well at facebook.com/slash. Video Game Fury 79 if you want to leave any thoughts there too. Uh, thanks again for your time, guys, and here is the call in to wrap things up. Good morning this afternoon, Video Game Fury. Uh, this is Michael Conway, the Illu Man Arc of Illu Man Arc Podcast Radio. And what I was going to say is, thank you, thank you, thank you. I appreciate your podcast. Um, hey, I also love that you're into Extra Life. I understand that. I'm also signed up with Extra Life. Though I am, like, the only person in my state that's signed up for Extra Life. So, anyway. Um, but, and it's, that's one thing I probably need now more than anything. It's a little Extra Life. Um, and that would be another story completely. Um, so I will say, hey, hi, howdy, hello, and let you know that today has been brought to you by Waffles, the Sexy Pancake.